Hello, and welcome back to the Living in Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Ross O'Hare, and with me today, I've got Ben Brezina. He is the uh, director of our media materials here. He is also one of the authors of the Living in Jesus workbook, and he uh, teaches our advanced discipleship training. How are you? I'm doing good, Ross. Thanks. Got a lot of titles there. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, so today we are talking about giving our cares to God. You know, this is a really poignant and important topic, I think, something we could probably talk hours about. But in the next 15 minutes or so, let's try to summarize the best we can how it is and why it is we should give our cares to God. So maybe we can answer that first question. Why is it important to give our cares to God? Yeah, Ross, I think God created us to be in relationship with Him. We were never created to handle all the things that we face on this earth by ourselves. We don't have the strength, the power, yeah. or the ability. And when we feel overwhelmed or a dread of something bad happening to us, that fear and anxiety, it leads to chemical responses in the body. And our bodies with stress tend yeah. to break down over time. We have to do something with the stress. Yeah. Now, we all face big things in our life. Everybody, to different degrees, faces trials, challenges, big decisions, all the things that can keep us up at night or um, dominate our thinking during the day. And if we're alone trying to solve that, a lot of times we're overwhelmed by it, especially if we can't figure out how to handle them or what we should do, or we don't have the wisdom that we need to make the right decision. It just feels overwhelming. And we weren't designed to carry those alone. And, you know, we can depend on other people, but sometimes people aren't there or they don't care. Yeah. But we were really designed to have someone, our creator, mm-hmm. to be specific, to meet our needs. And in The Living in Jesus, we talk about that. We talk about how we're designed as needy, yep. and he's a perfect source because he's all the things that we need. Yeah, so obviously, you know, when we depend on people, those are finite. They don't know the future either. They don't know the outcomes of any of our choices. So we have to depend on the infinite knowledge of God. So again, but why is that important? Why does depending on the infinite knowledge of God help us, or why is that important to do? Yeah, I mean, it's it's where we can experience peace yeah. and rest. Yep. I mean, our bodies aren't designed to be permanently stressed out <laughs> and anxious and, and Are you sure about and... that? Because that's how I feel. No. <laughs> well, all the studies, all the studies show that... Yeah. It, it ages us. It you know people's yeah. hair start falling out. There's you know, ulcers in the stomach. There's all kind of yeah. things that go along. We need peace. We need rest. People pursue and trade a lot of money to try to find peace. But God is peace. That's what the scriptures say. God is peace. God's rest. And the way He does that is is through carrying our cares, our mm-hmm. things that we face, and yep. He wants to be involved in every decision that we make. Yeah, so the Bible says to take our cares, take our worries, take our anxieties to God. So how does that happen? Like, what is required for that to really be our first response? Yeah, I know. Whenever I face, if you're like me, you know, when I face a challenge and I'm not thinking about God at the time, my mind just starts working the problem. Mm -hmm. I got this issue. And, you know, one thing that comes to mind, it was a huge deal in my life, was when I got the news that my daughter Catherine, who was six years old at the time, uh, had a brain tumor. My wife had gone. We knew she was having some struggles with nausea. We thought it was anxiety, actually, mm. but on the advice of, of a doctor, we had her brain scan and found out there was a tumor mm. size of a golf ball there. And I remember my wife calling me, crying. She could hardly get the words out, but she said, you know, we're here at the hospital, and they want us to stay and do a, a surgery tomorrow. 
So I found out all that news at one time and immediately your mind's just overwhelmed and it starts to work, you know, okay, what do I need to do? Who do I need to call? Uh, What information do I need to find? Is this a good doctor? Is he telling us the right Mm -hmm. thing? I mean, a million thoughts, how are we going to pay for this? All those thoughts came within the first 24 hours. It's overwhelming. And then you have the emotions that go with it. The worry, the fear, anxiety, what's this going to do? You know, is she going to survive this? How are we going to cope? What we really need in the middle of it is God's peace, you know? Yeah. And I, I think about the disciples. They had been with Jesus. They had seen what Jesus had done. They were in the boat going across, and Jesus at the time was asleep in the front of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and the waves started coming up, the storm, the boat started filling with water. And he that, must have been really asleep, by he, the way. <laughs> he must have been exhausted. Yeah. But what, what that speaks to me is his peace and trust in his father, yeah. I think, was 100%. You mm-hmm. know, that he wasn't going to die. He was going to accomplish everything that, yeah. that the father had for him. But they, at that point, were trying to work the problem. And they had done everything they could, bailed, rode, whatever, and they were sure they were going down. And they finally woke him up and said, don't you care about us, mm-hmm. right? We're about to drown here. And he stood up, spoke to the storm, and then the only thing he said was, where's your faith, Mm. right? And so what that tells me is that he wants us to walk by faith. He wants us to trust him, not just when we worked a problem and can't figure it out, Mm -hmm. but right at the beginning. Recognize he's with us. He's got this. He's going to carry us through. It doesn't mean that he's going to eliminate all the problems and our life's going to be a breeze. We won't have to go through storm. No, we're... He's in the storm with us. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and so I think that the way we get there is we say, we wake up in the morning and say, you're with us. Thank you for a new day. We're going to do this together. And it's living life together with God. Therefore, when we meet the storm, we're like, okay, God, we got this. Yeah, yeah. What, do, what do you want to do? How are you going to solve this problem? Mm-hmm. Rather than me carrying it myself, I'm casting that on God in the moment that verse that causes us to cast our cares on him, mm-hmm. it's actually, that word means to throw. Mm. So sometimes it's helpful for me to vision, okay, I'm taking this thing that's heavy, and I'm throwing it on you. You got big shoulders, <laughs> and you said you would take it. Yeah. Because that verse that you quoted, it says, because he cares for you. Yeah, exactly. Right, And when I know that he cares for me, then I'm like, okay. You got this. Yeah. You got me. We're doing this together. Yeah. So this boils down to you know uh, having a close relationship with God, built on dependence and trust. And so obviously, like you're talking about, when we trust and depend on the God of the universe, that He actually does care about every aspect of our life, and not just the big things. Again, like your daughter with cancer, or the disciples in the boat worrying for their lives. You know, those are big events. But in everyday aspects, I think what we do is we build over time this dependence and trust on the God of the universe who is for us and not against us, who's there to comfort us and walk us through these things, because he never stops fighting and working in us. Yeah. But it's more of, and maybe you can speak to this, but it's more of our mentality of where our focus is and who we're trusting as opposed to God not working or not God not being there. Yeah. I mean, even yesterday, I was, I'm looking to try to buy a car, 
And I was asking questions. This guy had a wrecked car. I was asking detailed questions about his car, and he got really angry and defensive, Hmm. and he, like, attacked me. I mean, just really ugly. Hmm. And so I had to step back and say, okay, God, what's going on here? Hmm. You know, I'm starting to feel myself getting angry because he was insulting me. And I'm like, God, what's going on here? How would you want to respond to him? What's going on with him? And it's that conversation, that prayer in anything we face, right? If we carry in that and I'm like, okay, I'm giving this offense to you, God. Yeah. It's in the moment, even with the little things that we face like that, where yeah. somebody insults you or, or mm-hmm. you have a decision to make about even where you're going to dinner, mm-hmm. you know, when there's a disagreement between you and your spouse, mm-hmm. you know, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to respond here? It's really a prayer life that happens subconsciously. Ephesians 6.18 tells us to pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. And so the Christian life is really a relationship, and the way the relationships works is in prayer, in that conversation, and it's not necessarily always in your closet, on your knees. It's a running conversation in our mind, even as we're talking. Yeah. So if we walk this all the way through, what we're trying to do is we're trying to understand why it's important to give our cares to God, because He's the one who can handle them. He can carry that weight we weren't designed to. Yeah. But that really happens most often in a close relationship where we intimately trust Him and depend on Him to handle the situation, to walk us through, to guide us through, to give us wisdom in that. But some people are thinking, okay, I've had a lot of moments in my life where I've had to make decisions or crisis, but I've never really felt that. I've never really you know, known God or understand God to talk to me or guide me or lead me in this. How do we bridge that gap for a lot of people who haven't experienced that, of understanding how to have that close relationship or the intimate communication with Him so that they can reach the point where they can have this heart to give their burdens to God. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people I've shared with, they said, well, I've never felt any love from God, you know? Yeah. I don't feel God's love. And and that can be a block, but the way that your love for God grows is to receive the love that He has given us. Mm. And uh, the Bible says that greater love hath no one than this, and He lay down His life. And I think if we spend Mm. time, I mean, for me in my life, my love for God grows when I spend time reflecting on what He's done for me Mm. and all that He's given, all the goodness that He's given me. I mean, He's laid down His life for me. He's forgiven all my sins. Spend some time reading the Gospel of John. I love the Gospel of John because it it speaks of the love of God, and it shows all the loving acts that Jesus did. It shows what a loving person He is, and that He did that for me. And when we internalize that, I think that love grows in our heart towards Him. But ultimately, it's a decision that we all make. Am I going to embrace what He's done for me and receive that for myself? That's how we come to Christ. That's how we become children of God, is we receive Him. Yeah. And it's a choice by faith. Yes, God, your love, you say that you did this, and I believe that Jesus came and did this for me. And when we receive that, we receive the Holy Spirit of God, who is love, and it starts growing that. But it yeah. is a relationship, and a relationship grows through spending time together. Yeah. And sometimes people say, well, I've never heard the voice of God, or I had somebody last week tell me, you know, God doesn't speak. But he does. And I think if we're not hearing him, we need to we need to learn how he speaks, to learn his voice. Jesus yeah. said, My sheep hear my voice and they know me and they yeah. and I know them and they follow me. Yeah. It's a process that takes time learning his voice 
and then communicate him with him. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, to be clear, we're not talking about like hearing his audible voice, but we're hearing about the prompting in our spirit and yeah. in our thoughts, this guidance that's based on the truth. And I think yeah. we've come back to, like you said, when we dwell on the truth of who God is and what he's done for us and how much he loves us and how much he cares about us, then when we choose to actually believe that and realize that to be true, it does something in us. And then out of that love that we have, we have a choice in that moment to use that faith in that love to make a decision, to take it to him, to trust him, to depend on him. So it's almost like this, again, it's not a formula, but it's almost like this stepping stone or dominoes falling of when we spend time with him and understand how much he loves us and understand his truth that goes with that then our faith response of trusting him is much easier because we've built it on a rock of his truth and not just a feeling or an experience, but it's built on the truth. Yeah, let me just say, you know, you said it's not a formula. I I think, you know, some people say, well, I've tried to give my cares to God and receive his peace, and it just didn't work. Yeah. You know, and when I hear that, I think, okay, this is not a formula. Mm-hmm. The Christian life and receiving peace is not a formula. It's not something we do A and then do B and then we get C, right? Yeah. It's not a formula that works or doesn't work. It really is a relationship exactly, that's yeah. characterized by love, you yeah. know? You know, if you think about with with your wife or your parents and you say, I did this to them and I told them they could handle this problem and I didn't get any peace, of course you didn't. It's mm-hmm. not... It really is a relationship of dependence where you walk it together. You look how God interacts with people in the Bible. It's different for every person. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't close the mouth of lions for everybody. Yep. You know, he doesn't send a whale to swallow a person, you know, no other, no exactly. other person. I mean, yep. you know, sometimes Moses is lifting his arms and, and other mm-hmm. times God shows up in a dream or a vision. I mean, it's really individualized how mm-hmm. God communicates and it's not about a formula. And, and I think he does that in the Bible so that we realize it's not a formula. It's yeah. having a relationship of dependence and faith on him. Yeah, exactly right. So if we could encourage someone with a takeaway of how to give our cares to God and what it does for us, what would be the major takeaway? You know, my encouragement would be start at the beginning of the day with a relationship with God. And then when you encounter something, something difficult, something challenging, a decision, or something that comes to mind that's just a burden, maybe you've had a loss of someone that you love or something that you love or you're, you've encountered a, a job loss or, mm-hmm. or some fear of how is my health going to be in the future, yeah. take it to God first and work the problem with Him and mm-hmm. His Holy Spirit, doing it together. You don't have to carry the burden alone. He's the weightlifter here in this illustration. We can rest, and, and if we do it initially, then we don't get down the road where we're panicked like mm. the disciples yeah. and saying, God, where are you? You mm. don't care about me. Mm. You know? And he's like, yeah, I've been here the whole time. Mm. Where's your faith? Mm. And so our faith, we, we deposit our faith from the beginning. But with that said, there's no condemnation. We're all growing in our faith. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and if you find yourself down the road steeped in fear and worry, don't beat yourself up with that. Yeah. Just Simply turn to God and acknowledge Him and give it to Him at that moment. Yeah, exactly. That's so great. Thank you so much for encouraging us with that. It's so good. And obviously, this is something we all deal with. I think if we can point people to Living in Jesus' workbooks, Session 11 is about intimacy with God. Yeah. And it's really about hearing His voice and understanding how He leads us and talks to us. So I'd encourage you guys to check that out. But again, thank you, Ben, so much for your time and for encouraging us. Yeah, thank you, Ross. The truth is something that I need every day, this truth is. Absolutely, yep. 
And thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week on the Living in Jesus podcast. Hey, everyone. We just wanted to let you know that we set up an email address that you can contact us at, and that email address is podcast at cftministry.org. Again, that's podcast at cftministry.org. And we designed it so that you can shoot us your questions, or even if you have a topic that you want us to discuss or go over, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks so much for being a part of this community. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. The Living in Jesus podcast is a production of Christian Families Today and is produced and edited by Ross O'Hare and Ben Brezina. Christian Families Today is a nonprofit discipleship counseling, training, and coaching ministry focused on equipping men, women, and children in how to build biblically healthy lives and families. You can visit our website at cftministry.org to find information about our ministry, the Living in Jesus study, and other free resources. If you are encouraged by this podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a minute and leave us a review. This podcast and all our free content is made available because of the generosity of people just like you from around the world. Until next week, thank you and God bless.